0: All right, today I'm going to do something pretty fun. I'm going to take one of the live cold calling sessions that I did on my YouTube channel. I think this one was probably about seven or eight years ago. And I'm going to go through that entire session and critique myself as I would coach somebody else today with my current level of experience, understanding, and what is working right now in the marketplace when it comes to having good conversations over the telephone, setting appointments, dealing with sales resistance, all of that stuff. So this should be pretty fun, should be pretty entertaining. And before I jump in, because I've gotten a lot of questions, you know, like over the years when I have made a video around sales methodology and as the reverse selling method continues to, to mature, you know, there are things that I have changed my mind on, well, better yet, better than changing my mind on, it's we have tested and tested and tried and tried. And over the years, we've just said, okay, this works better than this. Keeping in mind that everything can work, but what we're trying to optimize what works better. So keep that in mind. It isn't black and white, I think the way that people like it to be sometimes everything is nuanced, everything is gray. So it's not a matter of this is better and this is 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 or, or this is right and that is wrong. It is a matter of what might work better. How do we optimize and get you the best results possible? So let me share my screen and we're gonna dive into some fun stuff. This should be pretty cringy for me to get through, but I think it'll be entertaining for you nonetheless. So I'll share my screen and we'll, get started hello hi good morning this is brandon i'm a local realtor how are you oh and right out of the get-go the how are you now again it's not that it doesn't work you can open up a phone call like this this is just a natural um i think thing that i used to do more so than it being strategic and it it works it's fine there's just a better way of of opening these conversations right now where you can have a better conversation because that's the goal of, of of prospecting. It's more about have it, it's more about how do I get the most from the work that I'm putting forth? And so if there's something better, we're gonna do it. So the way in which I open my calls today is by offering up the perception that the prospect is the one in fact in control. And that they get to decide for themselves whether or not they want to have a conversation with me versus me just assuming that they do versus me forcing a conversation, which, in my experience and with the thousands of agents that I have coached that I've heard conversations with, when we force a conversation with a prospect, often what happens, and you probably have experienced this too. Prospects resist, that's sales resistance. So when we open up a call, hey, this is Brandon, I'm a real estate agent, how are you? It's not that it's bad, it's just that maybe something could work better because that prospect says, oh boy, here we go. Or they say, yo, I'm not interested and they just hang up. All right. Good, good, hey, calling about your home for sale, just wanted to see if it's still available. Yes, it is. It is, okay. And uh, Jim, are you open to working with agents who have buyers at this time? Um, what kind of percentage are we talking? All right. So in my for sale by owner script, we still ask that question today, not because we want to lead the seller to believe that we have the buyer, but more so we're trying to find out of the for sale by owners in the marketplace, which of them all have already made a decision to pay a buyer's agent. Why? Well, number one, we know that if they're willing to do that, that we're, we're halfway home, right? That if they're willing to pay a buyer's agent two and a half, three percent that it's our job now to work on that second half, having them understand the value of having their own representation, having a listing agent. And so that's the reason in which why we do it. The other reason why we do it is for the vast majority of for sale by owners they are offer they are open to working with a buyer's agent so you can do some things that may lead to you getting in front of them easier which I do something in this phone call and all the phone calls back then that I'm going to advise you don't do and I'm going to get into that in just a second but right now that question is perfectly reasonable to ask because most for sale by owners do answer with, yeah, if you've got a buyer, bring them on by. Or if you have a buyer, sure, we're open to that. Or yes, we are. We're offering a 3% commission. Now we know that we're dealing with the for sale by owner. That's the first qualifying question when dealing with the for sale by owner to say, okay, they understand this process that the vast majority of homes that are sold will have a buyer's agent. This person already, before I called them already have accepted that fact. Yeah, so it's up to you. Uh, as you know, in Michigan, all real estate commissions are paid by the seller. So we would work something out that would be fair for you, fair for me, but most importantly, you know, we wanna make sure the buyer gets a good home. I tell you what, I mean- uh... All right, so there's part of this that I like and part of it that I don't. So the, the objection or the question is, here, I'll go, I'll rewind this and you can hear the prospect. Bring up commission, right? Of course. So it's up to you. Let's see if it's still available. Yes, it is. It is. Okay. And uh, Jim, are you open to working with agents who have buyers at this time?
1: Um, what kind of percentage are we talking?
0: Yeah, so it's up to you. All right. Now, this is a great time for an agent to do what I, what I call not take the bait. All the prospect is is doing here is asking a question. They're not giving an objection. They're not resisting. It's him literally just being curious. And when we look at the skill of arping over the telephone and telephone sales, acknowledge, respond, pivot to another question, I like the second half. I like my pivot into another question and not hanging out, opening up the um, possibility for him to, Resist even more. I don't like the first part of this, however. I get into too much detail. All we have to say here is simply, you know what? Real estate commissions are all negotiable. And if we get to that point, we can come up with something that makes sense for everybody. So let me ask you this. That's how I would answer that question today or how I respond to that uh, question today. Uh, as you know, in Michigan, all real estate commissions are paid by the seller. So we would work something out that would be fair for you, fair for me, but most importantly, you know, we want to make sure the buyer gets a good home. I tell you what. I mean, uh, what I'd like to do, Jim, if you're open to it, is stop by and actually see the home. Uh, are you home in the afternoon afternoons or in the evenings? Okay. So this is something that I, I'm going right after the appointment, I'm 45 seconds into the, into the conversation and I'm going after the appointment, which I don't totally hate this because really the, what we're trying to do is get into a, in a situation where the rubber meets the road and we're bringing the reason or the purpose of the phone call to, to a forefront as soon as possible, which I think a lot of agents forget this or or, or miss this. And that is the reason why we make prospecting phone calls, first and foremost, is to do what? Is to set appointments. It's only when an appointment can't be had do, do we generate a lead. And it's only when we can't generate a lead do we generate a nurture. And when we can't generate a nurture, then we can get that prospect out of our system forever, which is totally fine. We can't help Everyone, but I think a lot of agents will beat around the bush right and and look for the prospect to magically come out of the gate and say, "You know what I'm so happy that you called can you come over and list my house which we know is just never never going to happen so let's see how this guy responds to this
1: uh, I'm actually retired so I can be available. Pretty
0: much any time other than today, I got an appointment. Okay. And Jim, while I've got you, um, let me ask you I mean, how long are you going to try and sell the home on your own before you look at other options? All right. So I'm giving the camera a thumbs up because I still, to this day, love that question. And let's talk about this for a second. I love that question because it doesn't, it doesn't put the prospect on the defensive because it is a hypothetical question about the future that at this moment in time with a with a brand new for sale by owner with their optimism as high as it often is doesn't it, it puts them in a position where because they think it is so unlikely because they have no thoughts that they can't sell this on their own that it's easy for them to respond to this in a way where they tell you the truth because they just don't think that that reality will ever happen to them. And so this is a really, really powerful sales strategy in reverse selling in that when we can bring the prospect out of their current reality and we can post questions that are hypothetical in the future, it's easy to lower sales resistance and get prospects to open up
1: got a person right now that I've got an offer on the table. So it's not a problem selling it. Um, it's just what I'm going to get for it. That's the, that's the biggie right now.
0: So there you go. Because we ask great questions, we can get to the heart of the matter. We don't have to beat around the bush. We can have more meaningful conversations, which is what I think you want and a lot of agents just aren't able to have high quality conversations because they're just beating around the bush, you know. They get into, you know, too much rapport building and therefore they never find out do I have an opportunity here or not. I kind of just feel like I'm spinning my wheels on these phone calls. They don't seem to go anywhere. Well, that's not the prospects fault. The prospects don't owe us anything. Okay, so if I hear you correctly, you've got an offer on the table. It's just maybe not, you know, you're looking for something a little bit stronger. It's not the offer that, your ideal offer, is that right? Correct. I got you. Okay, no worries. Um, And so if for some reason you can't get, because what are you asking for the house now? Well,
1: it's it's listed on Reason. I don't know if you've ever seen, seen that company or not.
0: Yep. It's listed. Still drinking coffee back then, the same way I'm doing it today. The same drink, just probably a little less cream. You can see I'm a little heavier back then than I, than I am today. But I'm, it's so funny. I just took a sip of my iced coffee from Starbucks and I'm doing the same thing back then habits. Bring it on for 150. Okay, I gotcha. And if, uh, let me ask you, if you can't sell the home on your own, would you entertain putting it on the market with a real estate agent? So there you go. I love the question. Just being transparent being direct, having the courage to ask for what it is that we want, which I think a lot of agents don't do, so therefore they get vague answers. They don't ever find great opportunities when they're prospecting and therefore they don't prospect. So we're just asking the question. The prospect can say yes, no, maybe so, doesn't matter. We're saying if you cannot sell this on your own, then would you consider other options? This is the if then framework that we teach in reverse selling. And everybody is used to this type of question or or, or, or this type of, of frame. Think about you as a child. Your parent say, said to you, if you eat your vegetables, then you can go out and play. If you do your homework, if you clean your room, then Bob can come over. And so that's, that type of question works very, very well in a sales conversation. <laughs> At this point, no. Okay. It's just maybe a backup plan? Yeah. If
1: it's all built, I probably will, yeah. But I'm not I'm not planning to sell it. The house is paid off.
0: Okay. So Prospect says, ah, I don't know, maybe at this this time, no. And then I say, maybe just as a backup plan, which those words is, is when this whole strategy was designed. It's when I came up with the backup plan. Um, language that is that works so well, and then he said, yeah, if, if all else fails, then I probably would. But then he has to do something that prospects often do in that in this back and forth with a prospect, when we ask questions and the prospect divulges information that maybe they wish they wouldn't have they often will pull back and pretend as though their what they just said isn't isn't that important. So he said, "Yeah, if all else fails, I will I probably would, but I'm not in a, you know, I don't really need to sell this thing, right?" And so he's trying to hedge against the information he just gave me, which he contradicts again at the end of this conversation because I'm In this call, and I'm just listening to it now, which is what we all should be doing, is we need to be as skeptical of prospects as they are of us. One of the things that we do a lot more today than we did in the past is disqualifying prospects rather than qualifying prospects. What that means is this. Rather than always looking to get prospects to tell us, yes, we're giving the prospects the opportunity to tell us no, and the ones that don't take us up on that opportunity are the ones that are the best opportunities, and that's how we find out. Because what happens is when you pressure people always to say yes, they often tell you no, even if they're interested. I do and the heat bill, so not really worry about it. Yeah, that makes sense, no, I totally understand. Uh- and you're just staying agreeable, so I love that old Brandon, old self. You know, the guy says, "I'm just not, you know, whatever, whatever. It's not that big of a deal." Instead of me trying to persuade or convince him that he should, I'm just—I stay agreeable. I love that part of the call. Uh, Do you you live in the home now, or no? Oh, okay. With my rental house, I'm just over it. Yeah, I don't blame you. Being a right there—that's the power of being agreeable. Because I'm just trying to to keep his defenses lower. I do not want to elicit psychological reactance. And because I was able to keep my emotions at check when he told me he wasn't that interested in selling it and he didn't have that big of a need, he comes back not 30 seconds later to tell me this was, this was a rental, telling me it's vacant, and two, I'm just over it, which I'm going to continue to push this bruise, I think, right now. And Lord, uh, sometimes it's not worth, uh, the juice is not worth the squeeze, as they say. Yeah. So I tell you what, Jim, I'd, uh, I mean, we work with a lot of investors locally here in Waterford and the Clarkston area. Why don't we do this? Why don't we set up some time? You can show me the home. I'll see if we can't bring you a buyer. Um, and if we can, we'll work something out and uh, kind of go from there. Is that fair? This part, I absolutely despise. This is something that I no longer do. This is something that I no longer train, coach to, and this is me leading this person to believe that I have a buyer when, in fact, I don't. I'm just trying to get the appointment. This is something that I do not condone whatsoever because the conversation was going extremely well in that we're having a conversation about potentially what's going to happen if he is unsuccessful selling on his own. And then my dumbass comes in and says, well, let's go back to the buyer thing. What should have happened here is further line of questioning and a process of disqualifying in that we ask questions like this as an example. So, So Bob, I know you're not interested in even looking or considering listing this with a real estate agent, let me ask you this before I let you go. If I was to show you a plan that would cause the property to sell and resulted in you getting the money that you needed, would you be totally against getting together for 15, 20 minutes, reviewing that plan, knowing right now that you're not going to do anything unless it makes sense? Would you agree? And I didn't do that. That's what I should have done. But I retracted and went back to the easy route, which is to set the appointment based on the false narrative that I have a potential buyer for the property.
1: I'd be willing to see what you got to offer.
0: And it's the prospect coming back to me. Yeah, I'd be open to see what you have to offer, meaning help him get the property sold. So let's see what i do with this uh the ball is on the tee he's teed it up for me let's see if i screw it up yeah yeah i mean first things first is really gonna let's uh let's take a look at the home uh i know you're busy today it's tomorrow you said tomorrow afternoon how's maybe like right around one o'clock work for you
1: let me look at my calendar here
0: sure no problem
1: yeah
0: it's brandon yeah, and now and what I can do too when we hang up? Uh, do you have an email address? I can send you my contact information real quick as well.
1: Uh, I really rather not. I get so much stuff on my email.
0: Yeah, I don't blame just... you. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll give you a shout in the morning just to confirm. But uh, like I said, I'll plan on seeing. Uh, excited to see the home there on Murray tomorrow, right around one o'clock. And the other thing I like is that you know I'm watching myself make calls, which is another really valuable thing is to record yourself, right? Game film, not just recording the audio, but if you can get film and you can get actual game film, you can go back and watch yourself like I'm doing now, critique yourself. The other thing that I like that's happening is that I'm very detached. Like I just don't care. Nothing of what prospects tell me will phase me. And I have I had the benefit before. I mean, this was probably, like I said, seven, eight years ago. Before that phone call, the this this session, you know, I was used to being on the phone eight, nine, 10 hours a day in the mortgage business, making dial after dial after dial after dial. So you could tell that I have just a comfort of being on the phone that it it doesn't phase me what what people say. And so being detached from the outcome allows you to be more agreeable, not get so excited when you set an appointment, overly enthusiastic. None of that is happening. Alright, we can go from there I suppose. Yeah, sounds good Jim. Thanks buddy.
1: I'm only looking for pre-approved buyers, I don't want a bunch of lookies coming in there. I got got an offer on the table right now, it's just a little bit less than what I want and I'm possibly working with them right now but
0: I got nothing in writing so I haven't signed anything yet. No worries. Hey, uh, you know, you and I are completely on the same page, the last thing I want to do uh as an agent i only get saved, i only get paid when i sell a house so the last thing i want to do is work with a bunch of non-qualified buyers believe me yeah i mean the whole thing's you know built on on the backbone of of this buyer thing so i don't i don't love that so let's go to the next call Hello. hi good morning this is brandon i'm a local realtor how are you
1: Good, Brandon. How
0: are you? I'm doing great. Doing great. Hey, just wanted to touch base. To your house there in Lake Orion. Did you end up selling it, or is it still uh, on the market?
1: Well, I just put it on the market. Oh, so good. I haven't had much time. Uh, we are going to have an open house
0: this Sunday. Oh, good for you. Okay, great. And uh, you're selling it for sale so by owner, Sandra. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. For now. Gotcha. Okay. And how long? You hear what she said? For now. And so, like, you got to listen intently right so i'm like all right this is an opportunity How long would you say you're going to sell it on your own before you look at other options maybe a month about a month or so and yeah. for whatever reason sandra you can't sell the home on your own do you have an agent you feel obligated to work with or you'd be open to uh, interviewing other agents
1: yeah no i don't have anybody right now
0: okay so like that's textbook right first three questions out of the gate are all playing to to my favor right now i just I, I have a feeling that I take it in a way that I would not take it today, but let's find out. What I'd like to do, Sandra, is I'd like to come by and see the actual home to see if we can match you up with an actual buyer. See, that, that's, that's my worry. I just don't understand why I used to do that. Well, I do know why. I mean, it's because what I was doing back then was just getting in front of as many for sell by owners, expired listings as possible. That's what I was doing. And quite frankly, this was a big for sell by owner market and it worked for me. You know, It worked really, really well for me. But then what ends up happening is when you have a lot of listings, you don't have a lot of time. And so instead of, I had to get more efficient over time. And so that's what was happening. Are you home in the afternoons or evenings typically better for you?
1: Well, the thing is, it's vacant right now, Okay. Um, yeah. so I'm not there, uh, I'm close by, but not there.
0: Okay, so if we schedule some time to get together, do you have any uh, open time this week that we can get over and you can show me the home?
1: Well, I can, but probably in about two weeks because,
0: you know, I know that if you bring a buyer, then it's like 3%. Is that right? Well, it's whatever – not necessarily. It's whatever you are most comfortable with. So it doesn't have to be that. You and I can work out something that's fair for you, fair for me. Um, And really, at the end of the day, it's about the buyer, right? We just want to make sure that the buyer gets a good home. So if I put you – and I know you're busy, but if I said maybe – So, again, I mean – That commission thing comes back up, and I acknowledge, respond, and I'm pivoting to another question, which is really, really good, but the depth in which I get into the whole commission thing is just unnecessary, right? All we have to do at this point in time, let's not take the bait. It's a first conversation. The goal is to set an appointment. So all we have to communicate is that real estate commissions are negotiable which they are, in fact, which they are, are, in fact. Wednesday or Thursday afternoon, could we meet over there for maybe 20 minutes or so?
1: Hold on one second. Let me just check with my husband. Sure. No problem. Can you do, um, like,
0: maybe a week from Wednesday? Yeah, you want to do, let's see. So if I have a week from Wednesday will be the 30th, you want to just put something in the afternoon, maybe right around uh, 1 o'clock for now, and then we'll touch base early next week?
1: That'll be absolutely fine. And then if you, if you wouldn't touch, wouldn't mind touching dates with me because I don't want to forget you and have you over there and
0: not be able to get in. Yeah, no worries. And uh, are you getting the mail at that house right now as well?
1: No, I'm not. There's no mail going
0: there. There's no mail going there. Okay. Because no. what I was going to do is I was going to send you my card in the mail. Why don't I do this? I'll just email you my contact information, Sandra, and that way you... Okay. You- All right. So the other thing that um, I'm doing different now is instead of just emailing you know uh contact information i am emailing a full-blown pre-listing packet which includes my resume marketing plan of action past client testimonials because i want that pre-listing packet which is professionally designed to do as much of the work as possible the work being pre-selling the seller before that appointment so they have something to review. It's tangible. They can they can uh, look me up online. They can start to do some research about me. And they, all of that could be done before the appointment. So all in all, I don't hate the calls. It was three appointments set. And I think in maybe a 20-minute uh, prospecting session, which is fine. It's just that those appointments lead you to having to go on a lot of appointments, drive around a lot in order to, to get listings. And at the time... I must have made a business decision that 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 was what was working for me, and so uh, again, it isn't that there is a right way or a wrong way. It's just about optimizing. And so I'll leave you with this: it's either it's either uh, it really comes down to a time thing. It's like time and money. If right now you do not have a lot of money, and as a result of not having a lot of money, uh, the 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 inverse of that probably means you have a lot of time on your hands. If that is the case, then you could probably be more lenient or less disciplined when it comes to the appointments you're setting and going on. But then the exact opposite will have to take place as you have more money, and as a result means you probably have less time, that you need to do a better job setting higher quality appointments. And so that's... The trajectory i think a lot of agents go on in their career and now that's probably what you've seen from from the calls that i've made you know a decade ago to to what they sound like today and you can see that manifestation over time so if you're watching this and you got some value um, and you want to have a conversation a coaching conversation and you want somebody to listen to the phone calls give you feedback teach you how to sell how to set more appointments I'll put a link underneath this video. You can check out my listing Agent Academy coaching program, get some details, and then find out if working together right with me makes any sense uh, at this time or not. And so uh, if not, it's perfectly fine. And I will plan on seeing you in another video tomorrow.